How are we doing today, guys? No, come on. Man, is it really that bad of a day? I mean, okay, let's stop for a second, okay? Let's just, let's just stop for a minute here this morning. I have to get up at like before 6 a.m. on Sunday mornings to haul all of this stuff here so that you guys can come in and have a good time. So the least you could do is just make me feel like you're excited this morning, right? So how are we doing this morning, guys? Okay. See, I'm, I can make it another week now. All right. Man, I'm so glad that all you guys are here this morning. And um, this Sunday is a really, really special one. It's called Story Sunday, and we only do these four times a year. Um, and they're really, really special. And uh, you being here this week, if it's your first week, it's a perfect week to come. If it's your uh, ninth week, it's the perfect week to come as well. Um, no matter what um, any of us do, no matter who we are, what our lives look like, um, what our faith looks like, every single one of us has a story. And we really believe that stories is what life is made up of. That's what really makes who we are. That's what makes um, you know, the very inwardness of who we are when we talk to people. It's our stories. That's what, that's what describes what kind of person we are. And our stories, what they end up doing is, is they shape our worldview. They shape how we see things. They shape how we see people. They shape how we see God. Through our own worldview, we can all look kind of a, a different perspective depending on what our life has been. Today, what you get to do is you get to hear some real stories of people who are part of Acts Church. The people right from inside of our, our group, people who work here at Acts Church, people who've just been brand new. Um, but you get to hear their stories about what's been going on in their life and, and really what's been going on just recently. What's, had, what's happened in this past, say, few months. And the idea is that when we look at these stories, we often see amazing ways in which God moves. So I welcome you this morning to stories. For many people, God seems far off. He seems intangible, doesn't he? Like, when you, when you think about God, you would picture that he lives somewhere past the moon, maybe hiding behind Jupiter, right? And man, in order to talk to God, we'd have to shout so loud for him to ever hear us. It seems like he's so detached from us, and, and how on earth... Right, that's kind of funny, punny. How on earth, how on earth could he understand what's going through our lives? I mean, he's so big, right? If we believe that he created this earth, says that he holds the earth in the palm of his hands, how in the world does he understand me? But we see, however, when we look at God's word, that the most common picture that God uses to describe himself to his people is as a father, not as some weird nebulous spirit and not as um, even like an, an oppressive authority figure. But the most common picture that he always points back to is as a father. Now, I always take a step back from this anymore nowadays because I realize that in our modern day society, if we were to do a cross-section of the people in this audience, a lot of our definitions of father aren't so pretty. Many people, when they hear the word father, their life, Father, has been almost a bad word. And there's been dads that have caused a lot of pain, a lot of hurt in life, maybe abandonment or abuse. Um, it, it happened in my own life. If you ever talked to my mother, she dealt with a lot of that with her own uh, father, my grandfather. And a lot of people have a, a skewed view of what the word Father means because of what's happened in their life. But I want us to go back to what a father's supposed to be. And a father's supposed to be that loving, caring um, authority figure over your life. 
And that's what God's talking about when he says the term father. It's the most common one in the Bible. If we're going to pick out uh, a picture that God uses, father is the number one that he uses all the time. And what we see is there's this picture of a caring God that really actually cares about what we do, where we go, how our lives plan out, and that he has a plan for each and every one of us. My name is Laura. Um, I go to X. I'm a student at IVCC. When I was about seven, my mom taught me a song that has all 50 countries of Africa, so I can recite all 50 countries of Africa. I really have a heart for young people about high school age who are just hurting and struggling with a lot of the, the bigger issues in life because they have a lot of questions that can't be answered, and I really feel as though music is a way to reach them, and so that's somehow that's going to shape into a passion for me to use. Some friends of mine were going to Axe, and so I decided to check it out. And within about a month, I really felt that, uh, that it was a good place for me to be. And as we were setting up for the launch service, I just knew, I just could feel God calling me to be at Axe. And so the, the first launch, Sunday, we, uh, we had these signs, and John was setting them up, and I offered to help. And it just kind of became my job, and it's something that I love doing every Sunday. I like taking pictures, um, so I brought my camera and just started shooting shots where they needed it, and it just kind of became another job of mine, and I really enjoy doing it, getting to see good shots and show them to my friends and just uh, hear positive feedback and see how they're used just is uh, very rewarding. On the launch Sunday, I invited one of my friends to come, and I wasn't really sure where he stood with God. Um, but he came, surprisingly, and he really enjoyed it, and he kept coming back every Sunday. And I could start to see a change in him, and it was just really neat because my friend and I were praying for him and just praying that he would come to know who God is in a very real and a very uh, just legitimate way. And it's just really cool to see God unfolding in his life and just becoming real. And uh, just to watch him grow is so encouraging and just makes me want to pursue my own faith even more. In the past few months, God's been telling me uh, or showing me that he wants me to just trust him. I really loved the church that I was attending before, but I knew that it just wasn't where God wanted me to be. And then when I felt satisfaction from coming to Acts, uh, it was very, very uh, raw and genuine. And then God asked me to do something else. I was like, no, God, you know, it's, it's good to be going to Acts, and that's, that's enough for now. But um, he actually asked me to... Uh, pursue restoring a relationship with someone that I had purposely been avoiding for months, uh, someone very close to me who I would need to have a relationship with. And through that, uh, God has just been encouraging me and uh, just telling me that He's always there. And it's just awesome to be, it's awesome to be somewhere where you know God wants you to be.
when we start to realize that God might actually have a plan for our lives, um, that he might actually have a purpose for us, a direction for us, what often happens though is it becomes really hard to flesh that out. So God has a purpose for my life. He has a plan for my life. How does that actually affect me? How do I figure out to do something with that, right? And many people who have realized a calling on their life or a direction for their life have failed because they've tried to do it on their own. And when you try to stand up all on your own, what happens is it's so easy for you to get knocked down. You need to have people who walk through it with you. Together, we're better. And there's this verse in Ecclesiastes, and I want to read it for you. And it's Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. And it says this, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can then help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they'll keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And a cord of three strands is not easily broken. What it's talking about is how we are stronger when we're together. When we stand alone, it's easy for stuff to knock us down. But when we link up with people and we share our lives with people, we become stronger. It says two can defend, e- can defend each other. Three, it's almost impossible to break. We learn about ourselves often, not by focusing inward. That's what's strange. We think that if we want to learn about ourselves, we want to figure out what this calling is for our lives. Obviously, what I need to do is spend a significant amount of time looking inward, inward, inward. But you know what we realize is? Oftentimes, when we figure out what we need to do with our lives, is when we stop looking inward and we start looking outward and we share with those people around us what's going on in our life and we begin to live a unified life with other people. Together is how we really end up pursuing our individual, our individual God goals, but we need to be linked together. Yeah, I've, uh, I've always been into owls, and then my mother-in-law, she bought me a couple of owls, and uh, the, the oldest one, the one in the back is a cookie jar on that side. I've always liked it, but then, see, I got that one. I bought my mom when I was real little. I bought it in a Woolworth dime store. Dad gave, my dad gave me $5. And for Christmas to buy mom something, and I like the owl, so I got that cookie jar. Then I come to find out that it's worth about forty-five dollars now. You know, it's old. It's nice. Yeah. So that's what that is. I am Audrey Graper, and Shelby's grandma, and Cameron's, and um, I live in Troy Grove. I like the ex-church. I go to it. And uh, I'm 75 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to begin with, I never went to church a a lot. Uh, When I was real little, I did. But I have always said my prayers at night. And I've always, um, I always believe in God. because I was just raised that way and uh, but I think with the kind of church that X church is I'm comfortable there it's just like a bunch of nice people getting together and 
the way the sermons go between Debbie and Cameron. Um, you'll learn so much and um, it's interesting and you can drink coffee. That's good. I really like the life group that I was with. I liked all of the girls and we got together at IHOP and I, we laughed about a lot of things and then we read so much of so many chapters uh, and then we discuss it and everybody seemed, me especially, had a different idea. When I read it, I, I got a different message and until I had asked questions and I thought it was really good. I think if people got together more like that and read, they'd read more of the Bible. I really think that if you come to X Church, uh, you should work, uh, and the men too, because they have different things, but um, you should really uh, get interested because you meet and get closer to the people at church and you, uh, you discuss what you've read in the Bible and uh, everybody has a little bit more to add and you can ask each other questions. I think it, I think that's really good. <coughs> Pardon me. If God was real, what's the one question you'd ask him? If you believe God is real, what's the one question that you'd ask him? So one of the cool things about God is that he says he's willing to meet us right where we're at. He says you don't have to, um, you know, travel across great, great distances and divides. And he says, I'm willing to meet you just right where you sit at today. He's willing to meet us despite our circumstances, whatever our attitude is. He says, I want to meet you right where you are. He's not a distant God that's hard to reach. That's really why I stand here this morning. Um, the only reason why I'm part of Acts Church, the only reason why all of this happened is because God broke into my life and changed it. I allowed God to take control of it. And um, this really simple verse I always go back to in the Bible, it's, it's Romans 6.23, and it just says it so plainly. It says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I came to the place where I realized that my life of sin wasn't going to get me anywhere but a grave. And that was it. And I opened my eyes to Jesus Christ and his free gift when he said that he paid for us on the cross with his death. All we needed to do was trust in him. And out of that, I asked him in my heart and came into a place of eternal life. And what's amazing is God began to shape my heart differently each and every day. It wasn't just like it was the end payoff was the change, that, uh, which is true that I was taken from a place of eternal death to a place of eternal life, but God began to change my heart right then and there. That's why I do what I do. Just like a good dad, God is willing to lend a hand. At times when we're too weak, it says this in the Bible, when we're weak, he's strong. And just like a kid who can't accomplish something, can't get something done, a good dad is always there to lend a helping hand and say, I'm willing to give you a boost, willing to help you out and get this done. Well, my name is Alicia Ann Burdick. 
Um, most people call me Alice. For a living, I actually take care of special needs people in their home. I take care of one little boy in the morning who has cerebral palsy, and then I take care of a whole entire family, um, usually in the afternoons, like once or twice a week. I actually work with ex-kids. I play with them, and there's a lot of like running around, and usually it involves me rolling on the floor and screaming at some point and be like, ah! In the last few months, I've really found myself growing, especially with like Axe Launch. As you guys can tell, I'm a bit of a hefty girl, and so I love food. Um, I used to eat for comfort, happiness, sadness, boredom, anything possible. I just loved food. I would just eat it and eat it and eat it. And um, there came a point in time where I realized that I really couldn't control it. Like, I always thought, eh, you know, it's just this, it's just a little bit of that, no big deal. Well, it came to the point where um, God really started showing me that I was actually addicted. And um, when I realized that, I started eating more because I was very frustrated with that. And I didn't want to give it to God. I just remember laying in my bed one night and crying and being like, God, I can't control this. Every single thought in my mind is about food. You know, every single thought is, okay, you know, what should I cook? What should, what should I eat? What should I drink? You know, um, I didn't really care about, you know, what I was putting into my body. I just liked the taste of everything, you know, and um, that was the moment when I realized that something had to change. And I was just like, God, you're going to have to change me because I can't do it. And I don't want to go to the polar opposite. You're just going to have to change me, God. And slowly he started working on me and working on me and working on me. And I didn't tell anyone about this. No one knew about, like, my addiction to food. And um, the Acts leaders were actually reading this book called Hazon. And it's talking about God's vision for your life. And um, there was a chapter in there about, like, addictions and stuff like that. And God actually laid it on my heart to tell them. And, like, the mood before was, like, really light and really airy. And I started crying. And everyone just got really silent, and I told them, I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm addicted to food. I'm like, I can't control it. Um, I really need you guys to keep me accountable to this because I can't control this. And um, they prayed for me right then. And I noticed that after that day, that less and less and less I started thinking about food. Um, I didn't think about food until my tummy started growling. And I'm like, oh, I haven't eaten yet. You know, and um, it's really cool because I actually used to weigh uh, 25 pounds more than I do now, and I was actually really self-conscious about myself. And I didn't let anyone know that because I come off as a very confident person, and I actually am now very confident with myself, but before I wasn't. And it's really cool because just the way God's been working on me and showing me you know, how valuable I am and how proud he is of me and how just how I'm his treasure and how I'm his light and just how much he adores me. And um, it's really cool because I'm not addicted to food anymore. Yeah, I still love food, but it doesn't have to be my crutch. It doesn't have to be everything I am. You know, it doesn't have to be my every thought. Now I actually think about fun things, and um, I actually found out how much I enjoy painting, and so I've been taking that up a lot, so it's really cool. Acts Church is a really, really simple mantra, and it's this, love God, love everyone. And we believe that really 
all of what God teaches us, all of what faith is, can be boiled down to those two very, very simple statements. Love God, love everyone. Now, I've, I've told you guys before, if you've been here, we didn't come up with that. We stole it from the Bible. That's where we get all of our good ideas. And the reason why we believe it is because it's what Jesus said. And it says this in Mark 12, uh, starting in verse 28. There's a story about this guy who comes to talk to Jesus. It says, One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had give a, given a good answer, he said to him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord of God, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandments greater than these. When Jesus was asked to boil it all down and give the greatest commandment, he brought it all down to just two things. Love God and love everyone. And it's going to cover it. It doesn't take a giant leap of faith to allow God into your life. Actually, it just takes a few small steps. God wants to be part of your life. He wants to be part of, of who makes, what makes you you in, in, in your day-to-day. What would happen if you let him in? Taking a chance on God is perhaps the only surefire gamble you can ever take. That when you allow God in, something great's going to come out of it. nickname bullseye is kind of funny um, because it's it's uh, actually because I'm so horrible <laughs> at darts that they started calling me bullseye. I'm Darren Ross and uh, I just moved to town. I'm a manager for a trucking company. Um, I've been at Axe now for about three weeks. I moved here two months ago and uh, the last few months have been pretty crazy. My boss randomly called me up one day and said, uh, how do you feel about moving to the middle of Illinois because that's what you're going to do. And um, you know, it was really rough here for the first couple weeks. Um, you know, I went from having a really established uh, social life and, and being established in the church and being established in ministry um, to really not knowing anybody outside of work. And uh, you know, then that's where in, in large part Acts came in. I, I got a card in my doorstep or in my, in my door uh, two days after I moved in. It was the weirdest thing because I was you know, thinking about where well, I need, really need to find a church and praying about God, you know, show me a church that you want me to go to. And you know, I was doing all this research myself and then it was like it just kind of came to me. There was a card in my door. Um, and I didn't go there for a couple weeks. I had a couple that I'd already wanted to check out. And uh, then I was looking online and uh, you know, looking at various websites and I came across the Acts Church website. And I was like, hey, I think those are the people that left the card in my door. You know, one of the things that I've really enjoyed is the subgroups and uh, really getting involved with them, getting to know, um, you know, some guys and gals in the area, um, and uh, you know, just making some new friends. Uh, the cool thing I think that uh, really uh, about Acts is that it's not so formal. You know, it's it's like the church in Acts um, in the Bible, in the early church, uh, where people that just loved Jesus came together and and did their thing. And, you know, that could be in a church setting, that could be in somebody's house, that could be in a bar. Um, but you just, you just uh, get together and, and be with like-minded people. And, uh, you know, by doing that, that's how other people are, are going to see, see Christ through us and, 
and uh, see the difference that he's making in our lives. One of the things that uh, I think is so neat about Axe is there's so many people that work so hard to make this happen. And, uh, you know, I really want to get involved with that myself. Uh, so that's something, you know, every week I, I try to help down with teardown and uh, set up when I can with events. And, and it's a blast. You know, it's a lot of hard work, but it's a blast as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, you know, there's four trucks every week. Uh, loading the trucks properly so stuff doesn't get damaged and then unloading it. Um, you know, it's a couple hours of work at least on, on each end um, to, to make the service happen. It's, it's really good just to feel uh, a part and, and to know that you know, this ministry is, is more about one or two people standing up and, and talking, but it's about so many people coming together with a common purpose and, and working hard, and uh, I'm glad to be a part of that. Looking at these stories today, um, you've begun to see a, <clears throat> a sneak peek of what happens when we allow God into our lives. And uh, I want to tell you this this morning, that if you're here this morning, it's not by accident. You're here for a reason. It's because God's brought you here this morning. And it's because he wants to connect with you. He wants to interface with you. Some of these stories are probably specifically recorded for you guys. There's some of you out there. These weren't recorded for them, really. They were recorded for us. What would happen if you were to let God into your life this morning? What would come out of it? What would change? What would take place? When you hear stories like this, it's really amazing to see what God can do and, and what can happen in people's lives when they allow God to access their hearts. And that's what I'd like to invite you this morning. Really, there's only two things I want to invite you to do this morning. And number one's really simple. <clears throat> I'd love to invite you to say a simple prayer, and it's this. God, if you're real, I ask you to do something in my life. I allow you to do something in my life. Just a very, very simple prayer. If you're questioning and say, maybe this whole thing could be real, just to say a simple prayer like that. God, if you're real, I allow you to do something in my life. Show me that you're real. Let God get access to your life, and you'll immediately begin to see things that God's doing in it. If you guys wanted to pray with any of us, you could as well. But you could even say that right there in your seat. The second thing I want to invite you to do is this. I invite you to come back next Sunday. And the reason why is, is because we need to be together. That's how awesome things happen. All this stuff here, <clears throat> the reason why we know about it is because it happens in community. And I want to invite you to come back next Sunday because what we're going to do is talk about Axe's vision and we're going to talk about our new groups that are going to be starting. And when we get connected with other people, where we can share life, where we can share our faith, then that's when God does amazing things inside of it. So I encourage all of you guys, I invite you to do two things. Pray that simple prayer and come back next week and see what more God would have for you. I want to pray with you guys, Dan. God, thank you so much for this morning. I thank you, God, for being such a, such a good God and, Lord, for, for changing circumstances that you're willing to come into our lives and change things that we give to you. I pray to you, God, that this morning, if there's some here that just feel that strange, uneasy feeling inside of their stomach and their chest right now, knowing that you've connected with them this morning, Lord, that they would take the opportunity to say that prayer. God, if you're real, I allow you to come and do something in my life. I pray to you that you would meet with them, and that your Holy Spirit would, 
would show them how real you are this very next week. I pray to you also, God, that if there are those who um, are willing to take that step and say, you know, I could come back next week and, and hear more about this, God, that you would encourage them this week and bring them back here safely next week. We thank you, God, for being so good. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.